Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. And before we get into our usual intros and shenanigans and stuff, we have a Patreon now, guys! Woohoo! We were all muted. Woo! Also woo from us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're super excited. That launched this past Thursday. So if you haven't found it and subscribed by now, you haven't missed much, I promise. All those rewards are still there for you to get whenever you do sign up. So if you would like to, we will now have a link in our description now that that is launched. So after the show, after you've listened, if you want even more content from us and to see what rewards are available, go check it out in the description. But in the meantime, we are going to go ahead and move on to the introductions of our lovely players. So going in reverse order around the virtual table, we have Jeremy to start us off. Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and I play the lovable dad character, Damien. And Damien is sleeping away in the back of a cart at the moment, having wonderful dreams, mostly about beating metal with a hammer. Ah, uh, yes. The best kind of dreams for a blacksmith. <laughs> But we move on from Damien's lovely dreams to our next character of the bunch, who is played by Nathan. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Nathan. I play Rubo, Asmar, Pain in the Ass, uh, boy extraordinaire. That's me. Yeah. And we move on from our Asmar, Pain in the Ass to a less Pain in the Ass guard captain played by rosie hello i'm rosie i'm playing aeon a guardsman in, from the city of kriath i'm a fighter champion and yeah i forget i'm a captain sometimes it fucking blows my mind as it should because you have risen through the ranks quite quickly but we move on from our wonderful guard captain to the player of our lovely eldritch horror who caused quite an argument last session <laughs> Gia! <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Greetings and salutations. It's me, Gia. I'm playing Chatwin Darcy, a reborn sorcerer who needs to apologize to her friends. <laughs> that and stop keeping fucking secrets, man. No! <laughs> Never! Well, while we wait for Chatwin to realize that keeping secrets from her friends may not be such a good idea, we will move over to, last but not least, the player of our starry boy, Andrew. It is I, the player of the starry one, Andrew, playing Thal through the lizardfolk druid cleric of, of course, the star-related things. And, I mean, he just learned that he is, in fact, a leader of a village, but more intense than a guard captain, I guess. Yes, that was definitely quite a promotion for Thelthu, as previously, Thelthu went home to the Stargrove in the snakeskin fields and was given his memories back by an old elder and mentor that lived within the village, Mutit. He discovered that he actually died and was resurrected by the village due to his father's convincing, even though... Uh, the ritual was not meant to be done to resurrect him. And as he was told, it backfired and killed multiple people from his village. 
But after getting his affairs in order and enacting a temporary leader until his return, the group has now set out once more and is headed on towards the city of Verdif to pass through and head to the Circle of Temples to see what gods they can speak to. So we head back to them now, having made their two days journey down through the remainder of the snakeskin fields. And we come to them as they are finishing up their hour-long ride on a ferry that was in the previous port town that they found at the bottom of the snakeskin fields, trying to bear with the rocking of the boat as they deal with the waves. Thankfully for you guys, it doesn't appear that anyone else is really traveling across today. You've got maybe two other random people in the boat with you. It would have two levels. At the top level would be like a spot for anyone to sort of park and keep watch over their horses and carts or any other like land vehicles that they would be bringing with them or animals. Whereas the lower deck would be for passengers only. So it's up to you guys. Where would you have been kind of hanging out for this journey? I guess the other would be on the top area, just kind of not really watching the animals, but more of the water. Gotcha. Well, then, Belthu, you would be able to see as you're staying up there the approach of the coast of Escargo Island covered in a variety of greenery from vines covering the rocky, the rocky shores to a variety of trees coming right up to the edge of the cliffs. But there would be a... You would be able to see a dock right at sea level before the cliffs sort of rise up around it, which is where the ferry is kind of heading towards. And anyone else that's up on the top of the top deck would be able to see this as well. Rubo is getting sick down below deck with Chatwin. Elon would probably be above deck and if there's chance to make money on his boat he'll do chores if not he's exercising okay the the captain wouldn't really be as open to the like exchange payment for chores which is the only offer of money that he would really have he's got like his small crew that knows exactly how this ferry works so he would be like just take your ride and get off my boat <laughs> god damn damien would be helping Anywhere that they'd let him, whether that's swabbing the deck or working the lines, anything. Big, strong human man. Make me a persuasion check. Okay. To get permission to help? Yeah. Okay. This is not my strong suit. Dice gods, be with me. That's a three. Well, (laughs) you would basically be met with the same thing from the majority of the crew, which is... Unless the captain says yes, you can't do shit. And the captain would be like, just let me run my boat. Stop offering to help. All right. Well, if you do need a hand to help with anything, let me know. And he'll go stand below deck. We're bored for this ride. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely the more boring of the boat rides that you've been on. You would approach the shore pretty quickly and be met with a variety of towering monasteries and bustling people some very clearly in robes resembling the monasteries that they're from um others more obviously tourists in this area but you would all exit the boat 
kind of leading your horses and cart and would descend upon the city of Verdif. Okay, so plan. I Because we need to go and visit for Raphros, right? Among others. Right. Um, who's all going to see Raphros? Are we all trying to go there? Because I know I would like to go. Is there a point to us all going? I mean, other than just... I mean, we all get the same information instead of one person having to pass it along to everyone else, I guess. Because we, we were trying to find out why the um, individual in the Fey Realm had to do with Raphros, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I would say, because I have the temple that I would like to go visit real quick, um, but I would like to go with everyone else to Raphros, whoever's going. Do we want to meet yeah. at Raphros's tower? Yeah. Or, I guess, lastly? Temple. Yeah, temple. Yeah, why not? In like an hour? Well, we're not at the temples yet, right? No, you would have been informed on the boat as the pamphlets would have said that it's still like a two-hour walk to the temples themselves. This is the city with all of the monasteries to the gods that sort of assist travelers who are making the pilgrimage to to these temples. And the temples are like nearby each other they're not like an hour away or something such no they are all in one like half circle around the freshwater lake that is in the center of escargo island gotcha so maybe we meet tonight okay yeah when the sun's going down we meet at Raphros. do we need to meet with anyone here to arrange travel we've got to leave the horses somewhere right Right, we got to put them in stables. I'll take the horses and get them to some stables. Okay. Thanks, Damien. Uh, so, sun goes down, we meet at Raphros. Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's fine. Or perhaps earlier, if we all finish up our business. Yeah, yeah. Sundown at latest. Drop the horses off, travel a couple hours to the place, and then meet all our people, and then meet together at Raphros last? Sounds good. Yeah. Right. Meet you all there. And Elon, Aliana would kind of duck out from behind your ponytail and be like, Elon, do you want to drop off that letter while we're here? Oh, right, right. Chat one. You have any more letters you want to write? Uh, no, uh, just the one. Thank you, though. All right. Anybody else got any letters? No, I'm good. No? All right. Elon will stop at pretty much a mail place to drop off a new letter, which I will send to you, Emma. Okay. Is there any letters? <laughs> there is, actually. Yes. Okay. You get another letter from Esme that basically would state that she's really starting to miss you and that things are not the same with you not at home. Even James has admitted that he misses having someone trustworthy and competent by his side as it would detail all of the things that your temporary replacement has royally screwed up that you know how to do well. <laughs> Wonderful. She would also state that things have become a bit quieter with the rebellion for now, but to her, it feels more like the calm before the storm than a true victory at the moment. Okay. And she states that she hopes that you'll come back soon. But she'll keep you updated as, as she's able, either way, and to let her know if the place she needs to send her letters changes at all. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'm going to head to the temple with Faith, uh, Faithrin. 
after I delivered that letter. Is there a cost for that, by the way? It would be something really small, a silver. Cool. Thank you. Filthy chat when any business you need to take care of that would be done within the city before um, heading off towards the temples? No, yeah. Unless someone or something stops him. No. Not particularly. Uh, Chatwin, make me a quick perception check before you go. Oh no, I'm bad at those. Okay, let's use this dice. That's a nine. Okay. You don't notice it, so no worries. What does that mean? <laughs> You'll find out eventually. <laughs> the joys of D&D people. <laughs> you don't roll well, you don't see things. <laughs> Can I make a roll or anything for the time I spent during our downtime travel to see how I'm doing with my ability to fly? Yeah, go ahead and make me a straight d20 check. That is a 16 on the die. Nice. Yeah, you would have really, in the two days that you guys were traveling, you would have really um, started to get the hang of your wings. Especially, like, you're still not quite sure what to do once you get up in the air, but it's easy enough. You've mastered now the takeoff and the landing, and it's a lot easier for you to get up, glide through the air, and then come down. Though any sort of maneuvers or tricks in the air would still be a bit difficult for you. Gotcha. You've mastered the basics, though. <laughs> At some point in our walk, if is there is there like people along our walk the whole time, or is it empty? or? So basically, it's like, think of like if you go to a park and there's like a walking trail. Yeah. But everyone is kind of kept in like a consistent line because there's quite a few people that make this trek on a regular basis, as you're seeing. Like you're hearing people talk about, some people talk about, oh, I wonder what the temple of this and this god is going to look like. Versus you hear an older woman in the back like, oh, I wonder if um, the priestesses of Angunda are going to have changed anything. I hope they got rid of that horrible red tapestry. So you can tell that there's some people who are making their first journey versus some people who have come back again and again and again. But the path would be lined with people. Gotcha. So we wouldn't be alone. Okay, I was going to say, Rubo wanted to like dick around and fly, but I don't think he wants to bring his angel wings around all these people. So never mind. Okay. But yes, I believe you and Chatwin and Felthu would all be pretty close behind each other as far as making the trek. Damien, you would find an abundance of stables to choose from to put the horses at before you go to make the trek yourself. You would probably find one that wasn't cheap, but wasn't like incredibly expensive. Okay. So that, you know, he's not going to leave it the horses in some slums where they're going to get stolen. And they would assure you that they're taking very good care of the horses. They would ask for, I'd say for both the horses and the space to store the cart, two gold a day would be the rate that they give you. Oof, I'm slowly running out of money. <laughs> yeah. But you leave the horses in their care and then start to make your way along the path. And you guys walk through the forests for a while. This place is abundant with flora and fauna. Although you can tell that these paths are very well tended to. They have like flowers and bushes along the path 
planted very deliberately. So someone obviously took the care to sort of decorate this path for those who would be walking it on a regular basis. And as you head down, you would go up a hill first. And then as you sort of come down for the second half of the trek, it would give you a gorgeous view of, like I said, this sort of horseshoe half circle shape sitting on the shore of a large freshwater lake. And you would see temples of varying sizes and architectural types, but each just as grand as the other. All seem to be carved from this sort of, from various types of stone or marble. The majority of them have like a white or grayish tone to them. Although there is a single temple that is carved out of what you can even tell from a great distance is black marble, which looks gorgeous but stands out a lot amongst the other lighter temples. Is there any people right around us? Like somebody like near enough that I could just talk to them? Yeah, there would be a an older grandmother being helped along by like a teenager. I go, uh, hey, hey, do you guys, that big, big black one, do you, do you know who that belongs to? Oh, um, yes, that's the uh, temple of Kanmot, the god of life and death. Oh. Are they are they pretty pretty chill like that or? I mean, I have never visited his temple personally. I go to give offerings to Thamoros every year, but uh, yes, as far as I understand, he's he's very gracious with his followers. As as far as I understand, he's one of those that doesn't get as many visitors as some of the others. Huh. All right, your god's pretty chill too, though. Oh yes. Well, depends what you mean by chill. She's the angel of law and order, so I'd say she's fairly strict, but as long as you followed law and order, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Well, and I kind of like fall back for a second. I'm like, Chad, well, we can't go to that one. <clears throat> no, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to go to my temple then. I'll see you all later at Ravros. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll see you there. Uh, your your one's all about like magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Goddess of the arcane. Yes. I don't know anything about magic. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't die. I'm really awkward around Rubo, and I just I just say don't die, and I continue walking. <sighs> I just walk away. <laughs> all right and yeah you guys would come to the end of the path which sort of splits off into a multitude of other paths and you guys would notice as it sort of splits off some of the paths are much more well traveled and you can see as you come up to this half circle area the path splits are leading directly to each temple sort of to just keep the lines going and some you can recognize immediately. Morikyo's white marble temple is covered in vines and has an abundance of plant life surrounding it, although very curated. And you can see priests tending to like the bushes and trees. Whereas Chatwin, you would be able to pick out Tainara's temple by the carvings on the outside more than any sort of elaborate decor as 
carved into the marble would be numerous depictions of wizards and sorcerers and clerics harnessing their magic in various ways. A wizard with a spell book open in front of him, sitting down in front of a table, fire erupting in his hands. Uh, a divine cleric holding up a staff and radiant light coming off of it. Things like that. But there would be much less of a line at her temple than Morikios. I'm excited that there's no line. I'm just very quietly going like, yes! <laughs> Can I try to perceive that real quick? Which temple looks like it's busiest? Yeah, go ahead and make me a quick perception check. Felt that you would see a, quite a long line for Horikasha's temple. Uh, 18 total. So looking around, uh, you would immediately be able to see Horikosh, Morikyo, and then you would notice the temples for the three goddesses of fate. And Gunda's temple all would have quite long lines as they're more popular deities. Whereas Kanmot, Tainara, and then any of the angels and demons whose temples are sort of to the far right side, would all have shorter lines. Gotcha. Where would Rubo be heading first? I don't really know. I'm probably going to go with Delta. Okay. Just because I'd like to thank the god for, you know, carrying my life so long. Yeah, so y you would be pretty close behind, along with Elon. You would actually be able to see Elon like a few people up in the line. You wouldn't have gotten in too far after him. So as you guys sort of arrive just a tad bit late. I think I like before Elon runs up to with Faither and I'm kind of just go, um, Hey, uh, I could, I could go with you, but I also don't really have a reason to. Is there anybody we, I should talk to? Do you think? I don't know how much you know about all this, I guess. I, I wanted to talk to this Raphros guy, but we're going to do that later. So. I mean, maybe Amoros? You, you gotta help me here. Which one's that? <laughs> it's fine. From what I understand, it's the, I guess, angel deity of uh, love and affection. Kind of matches your, you know, your weapon. It's hmm. interesting. And there's another angel, so that could, that could lead to something, maybe. Yeah, why not? Try it. Alright. Just have fun with it. Have fun with our fate friend and tell tell him Ruba said what's up. All right. I, I like the idea that Ruba's like uber chill about the gods. He's like, tell <laughs> that dude I said what's up. <laughs> Just a god. Uh, I guess I will head to uh, wherever Elon tells me. So I'm going to Moros. <laughs> All righty. And as you get into the fairly short line for Amoros, we cut over to Chatwin. As you head up to the Temple of Tynera, goddess of both arcane and divine magics, you would walk into an assortment of statues and carvings of the various stages of learning magic, from casters harnessing the elements to figuring out how to do more mundane tasks to more lethal spells. As you marvel in this sort of entryway, a priest would stand in front of the door and greet you and be like, Welcome, friend of Tainara. Hi. Um, is there any, sorry, I've never been here before. Is there any place that I'm 
minutes to go um, to just give thanks. Well, there are smaller rooms that we have off to the side if you do not need a direct audience with the goddess to give her your thanks in certain terms. Right, right. Just, uh, just here for a quick moment, really. Of course. Then, if you head off in the hallway to the right, there are multiple private rooms where you can set up whatever rituals um, would best suit your needs. Okay, right. Thank you. Of course. I'll head off for the room. Alrighty. And as you head off to the room, is there anything specific that you're going to be doing or just... I think I, once I get to the little private area, I think Chatwin removes the cloak she's been wearing over one shoulder and takes off her satchel and just kind of, okay, uh, okay, this, this feels weird. Uh, <laughs> and just take a seat on the floor. <clears throat> um, uh, I'm not the most devoted follower, but um, I just am here to say I respect things you stand for. Um, and just thank you for um, giving me what I can do. <laughs> it's something I treasure a lot, so thank you for that. Uh, and I just kind of sit in the silence of the room for a while, just kind of enjoying it. But after that, I gather my things and I'll shuffle out quietly. And as you sort of leave the room, you would hear a voice in your head that is not Santa Beck kind of give a quick little whisper and just be like, you're welcome. That's a new one. That's a new one. Okay, nothing. I keep going. <laughs> you feel Santhavek's confusion as you walk out of the out of the room, and we cut over to Elon, waiting in line. God damn it! Yes, the line would actually pass fairly quickly. No, oh. it seems that uh, the one line which you thought was much longer than it was, would have been for all three temples of the goddesses of fate. So each one sort of has their own temple. You would see that Destinon and Carmarin would be getting more traffic. Oh. As they're the elder of the two gods. And most people want questions answered about either their present or their future. With Faithrin being more focused on people's pasts, she often gets a bit more overlooked. Well, uh, then the line's not that big. I waltz on then. All right. Pretty much whispering to Aliana, it's like, guess we'll get to see her after all. I guess so. And as you head inside, you are greeted by a group of bustling priestesses doing th- everything from... From cleaning statues carved of Faithrin's kind acts of depicting people's pasts to replacing incense and candles, which would be set up throughout the main entry room, you would see a large wooden door at the end of the entryway and two priestesses standing in front of it who would both be like, welcome. Are, are you here to speak to the goddess? I hope so. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, right this way. And they would open the door for you, as apparently no one else was in there. Lovely. I go past them, kind of dip my head, you know, very respectfully, like, thank you, ladies, and go on in. And they would say, holler if you need anything, uh, before they begin to shut the doors. And you would see a, a large room with a vaulted ceiling 
again, uh, various carvings and depictions of the goddess throughout. In the center of the carpeted floor would sit a singular cushion and a marble sort of table that is almost set into the stone of the floor beyond the carpet that's meant to act as like a table if any offerings or anything needs to be set up for any ritualistic purposes depending on the follower okay in this place is empty yes the room is entirely empty all right i kind of offer a hand behind my ponytail for aliana to hop onto Mm-hmm. and kind of bring her out put probably put her on the table for a moment <laughs> not as an offering but and just kind of sit there and just like well this is kind of new for me in a way but um we just talked to her right aliana i i mean i think so i think so too so i screw it he looks up to i guess like just up in general and just like Faithrin, thank you for your guidance. And when we met, it, yeah, Rubo says what's up. And um, I really don't know what else to say because I thought you'd just come and visit. And I don't know. A lot of weird stuff has happened. And you've sorted me onto a very interesting group. And I might have a few questions, but I think I might have to ask one of your sisters, unfortunately. But I might. I mean,. If you needed me to answer questions, you could have just said that earlier. <laughs> and you you look down from your spot that you've been focusing on at the ceiling. And there stands Faithrin, exactly the same as the day you first saw her in the Feywild. Elon just laughs and gets up. <laughs> Don't go speaking to my sisters. They're not supposed to know that we've met, remember? Yeah, but I mean, I, I still, like, I have worries for my future. Everyone does, but they get all the attention anyway. I have worries for a specific part of my future, then. I see. Fair enough. But, okay. She's gonna gesture for you to sit back down. She very clearly has her own cushion that she's brought from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> and sort of sets herself down across from you and she looks, sees Aliana. Oh, hi, Aliana! Faithrin, my lady. Kind of, she kind of bows, but Faithrin looks kind of back at you and is like, first off, I did say they were a very interesting group, and they are, and you seem to be fitting in well with them. But you could have warned me at least, just a little bit. I wasn't expecting that. I can't spoil the future for you, Elon. You've already spoiled a little bit of it. I've done it in the vaguest terms I possibly can. Fair. And that's, that's always kind of our philosophy. As much as we want to tell you what's going to happen, a lot of times, if we're straightforward, people do everything they can to avoid what's already faded, and it makes it ten times worse. So I don't want that to happen for you. Got you. I mean, I'm here. Yep. And you said you had questions? I guess not really. Like, am I allowed to use another god's name in front of you? I mean, is there any rules with this? no so so far what we think is maybe Raphros something with a follower of his okay for the most part we're all meeting at his temple and we're hopefully going to i don't know talk to him see what was up 
you said that that was the beginning of everything and that things are going to continue to go downhill. And I'm wondering, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that, which I'm kind of worried about. That was pretty bad, I agree, but how much is it going to affect, I guess, us mortals? Well, I guess that depends. I didn't necessarily say things would go downhill as much as things would continue to happen. Okay. Like I said, big things are on the way. And other gods can give you clearer answers than myself and my sisters can. Like I said, what is already faded, we know. But we can't tell you for fear that it will make things worse. Got it. Okay. But each god and each mortal has their role to play. You and your friends have some bigger parts than others. You mean like, I, I guess, Thelthu with his connection to Horikosh, and maybe? You all have direct connections to gods, yes. Though some may prove more curses than blessings. Great. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> okay. You'll get through it. So should we just continue on, like going to our homes, fixing our own problems then? Or is, like, there's nowhere you can point me directly, but we're just fated to find it? The problems aren't as isolated as you think. Everyone has their own problems, yes. But the problems of the gods have spread everywhere, too. You, basically, you can't run into one without running into the other. How much you choose to get involved is up to you. Okay. I somewhat understand a bit. I will let everyone else know. Any messages for them, I suppose. Well, you could tell Rubo I said, What's up? Back. <laughs> right. Or is that how I'm supposed to say it? I don't I don't know mortal slang. It's I it, weird. That's fine. It works. I think it's the same. Okay, cool. Well huh. Your friends are all interesting. Yeah, thanks. Tell them and this goes for you too. You may not trust each other now, but at some point or another, if you can't have faith in each other, then there will be nothing more to have faith in. Right. Chat one's gonna hit me for that one, probably. Well, if she has a problem with it, tell her to come talk to me. Okay. Oh, well. Good to see you again. At least I know I'm definitely not crazy now. Good to see you too, and I would hope you're not. Because <laughs> then I'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty... Crazy. No offense. Actually talking and seeing a god. I mean, yeah. Most people don't, but I'll make an exception for you. Gee, thanks. Then I will leave you to it. And hopefully I talk to you, it's on uh, better terms. Hopefully. hopefully. And she'll give a little curtsy. He'll bow. Stand up. Take her cushion with her. And she'll vanish. And you'll be left alone in the room once more. Right. <laughs> Ready, Aliana? I suppose so. And she'll hop back up, or flutter back up to your ponytail. Does it ever get hot in there? I mean, it depends. I I don't like to sit back here after you've run. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> he leaves. Thanks to God, I guess, the, the temple priests and priestesses and stuff as he goes. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, thanks for coming! Oh god, they're as bubbly as her. <laughs> yup. <laughs> as we cut over to Damien and Thelthu, who would wait in line quite a bit longer than everybody else, but 
you would slowly but surely make your way to the front of the line of Horakash, walking into a temple, though carved of some very intricate marble and stone on the outside. As you walk inside, you would see carvings of hourglasses sitting amongst a massive mural in the entryway of stars and planets and galaxies from floor to ceiling. Uh, the Alta, are the gods usually really big on like displays like this? Oh, um, well, the displays are always there for Horkash's creations, but I suppose this is just a way to mimic what is on the outside. Uh, okay, I think I understand. How does this work? Am I supposed to like go in front of a statue and like put my hands up and get on my knees and like the prayer thing that I see people do? Well, I believe everyone can do it differently. Meditation is the way that I'm used to reaching out. But um, oh, quick question. Are there uh, priests or around or attendants? Yes, but they would be much more orderly about things. Okay. So you would have like uh, three or four priests kind of in front, uh, two standing in front of the door to the main chamber. And then there would be two standing off to the right and left who would direct the people who were there for smaller rituals or prayers rather than, as they say, attempting to make direct contact with the god. Well, perhaps the clerics could help you get a better understanding of what needs uh, doing for what thanks you wish to give. Um, Uh, All right. I I figured I'd ask you. You're the only one I've ever seen do, like, the amazing things that you do. Oh, well, um, this, this gesturing around to... The temple and the people is a bit different than what I'm used to. Ah, I see. Well, I guess I'll give it a shot. And he's going to walk over to the two people in front of this big chamber. And as you get up to think they're going to kind of look at you and be like, you seek direct audience with the god Horakosh? Oh, yeah. Um, he, you know, helped my friend Thaelthu over there, like, help my wife pass on to the afterworld after some psychopath brought her back from the dead. I, I kind of like to thank him in person if that, that's possible. And their eyes kind of widen a little bit and they nod and it would be like, you, you absolutely can. And they would say, just a moment, please. And kind of like, you see that they've kind of been running this more efficiently, almost like a little, uh, like an amusement park ride, uh, waiting like for the next person to finish their turn before they let the other person in. So you watch as the doors open and a uh, middle-aged woman kind of comes out holding some candles and incense that she brought in and kind of placing them back in like a, a pack before slinging it over her shoulder and fully exiting the, the chamber. And uh, one of the priests would run in really quickly, make sure that the, the you would spot like a similar setup to what Elon came into Faithrin's temple with like two seats and like a table for offerings and uh, whatnot for any ritualistic type stuff. And so they would make sure it was clean. Everything was neat and orderly. And then they would step aside and be like, right this way, sir. All right. He's going to go in. All right. And as he goes in, he's like, so how's this supposed to work? Is there a specific way you're supposed to do this? Or can I just try to talk to him like normal? Uh, and the cleric would kind of look at you and be like, ah, it's your first time. Um, however, you feel you 
best connect with the gods is really the best way that we recommend. Some people need an elaborate ritual set up, which is what the tables are for. And you are welcome to ask for anything that you might want, a candle or incense or anything of the sort. Or you can take a seat and talk as much or as little as you want. The gods will answer. All right. I'll give it a shot. Appreciate it. Thank you, champ. Of course. And they shut the door behind you as you are met with, like I said, a similar setup to what Elon was met with in Faithrin's temple. A singular cushion in the center of the room, uh, sitting in front of an hourglass-shaped table. Yeah, it's going to kind of stand up and kind of look around and be like, all right, so I don't know how this works. I hope you can actually hear me. Um, I just wanted to say a few things and I hope that you actually can like receive them, but I really wanted to thank you helping my love pass on to the, the next life through the L2. That's some of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm deeply grateful that you'd be willing to do that for me and for her. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not really good at this. I, I hope that, that that suffices. And a voice kind of echoes out into the chamber and here. I appreciate your thanks, Damien. It is often the wish of others that their loved ones find peace in their afterlife. And I am grateful that one of my followers was able to grant that for you. But as the importance of the soul in mortal standards is not the importance of a soul in the standards of the gods. Everyone deserves to move on to their next life in a manner that is befitting of all life, whether they had money or not during their time in them as mortals. Her soul has found peace until she sees you again, of course. And Damien's just like, holy shit, he actually answered me. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. That's very reassuring to hear that. Um, God, I'm just shocked. I really did not expect to get a response. Thank you. Um, that means a lot. I'll I'll try to send like prayers to you if, if that's something that you'd like. That is your choice. I appreciate the prayers nonetheless, but I do not ask that my followers do anything that they don't wish to do. Well, at the very least, I'll I'll do my best to support your uh, your follower, Bill, to, to the best of my abilities. It was good chatting with you. Thank you. I guess I'll head out and let the Alto come in and say some words to you or something. Of course. Thank you for stopping by and best wishes to you in your journey. May the stars guide you in your followers, right? I think that's the phrase the Alto says. I'm going uh, I'm to head out. <laughs> He's going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Felta, you watch as Damien exits the chamber. Excitedly goes up to the Althoom's like, he actually flipping talked to me. Holy shit. That's crazy. I didn't think that was like actually gonna happen. Delta doesn't answer immediately. There's like a slightly strange look on his face. It's it's not anger. It's maybe one of, of slight confusion, if anything. But um Well, I'm glad for you. I hope I will have the same luck when he spoke to you. I, I'm I'm sure of it. 
like he was really pleased that you helped my wife pass on and he let me know that she that she has successfully passed on well that's that is good to hear good to hear i suppose i will make my own way then yeah go get him lad <laughs> yeah and he'll start making his way to the uh, main gates and has anyone been like looking at the starry arms or anything or, or saying anything or i guess the as I approach the cler- um, the clerics or guards. They definitely would have been giving you some like intrigued looks. But I feel like here especially, to a lot of them, you would realize the blessings of the gods are very mundane. They would see this and you probably would have had like a lady as you were walking up kind of look at your arm and be like... That painting is, is skill is rather impressive. Uh, it must have taken you hours to do this. And so you would be able to tell through like the couple people that have uh, spoken to you that most people think it's some sort of like decoration for your ritual, essentially. And they're less paying attention to it as, oh, this is something really weird. But here it's thought of as an, a display of your devotion to Horikosh. All right, fair enough. Um, and then yeah, he'll approach the main gates, or gate, rather. As before, one of the priests would go into the room as it opened, as it had opened up. They would have cleared off the table and made sure that everything was neat and tidy for you. And then they would have gestured for you to enter. And he'll thank them, enter, and then wait for them to close the door behind him before I'm going to do the just it's all for flavor, pretty much. But the druid, the druid starry form for the chalice to turn the magic weapon slash item into a chalice to then put on the table in the center, and then for more for for atmosphere than anything, I'll also do the channel divinity of Twilight Sanctuary to fill a space a, a radius of dim light. But um, yeah, he'll then kind of sit down in front of the table, focusing on the chalice and just. Ask out loud, how do I fix it? That is a very complicated question to start with. And as you sort of, you said you were looking sort of down at the table, correct? Or, yeah, focusing on the chalice that was transformed from the bow. And you would see a shape approach the table. And you would look up to see a tall, thinner man with long flowing purple hair and similarly shaded purple eyes surrounded by black instead of white. I can't remember what part of the eye that is right now, but regardless, I'm going to move on. He is draped with robes that almost look to fade from star, the form of stars to the form of sand, as if it was dripping out of an hourglass. And his skin has that same sort of pale, sandy tone. And he sits very regally on the cushion in front of you. I guess the best place to start is, how have your blessings been treating you? He does smile at... The confirmation that they are, in fact, blessings. They have been treating me well, very well. Um, I'm glad to know they are, in fact, blessings. Of course. You have been my most devoted follower of the stars. And while I have a vast 
area of time and space to cover. Not many focus their energy there in particular, and definitely not at the intensity that you have. Well, it is an honor to hear that. But if I mean, if there's more you'd like to say, I, I mean, I truly the only reason the only reason I'm here and speaking with you now is so I can learn how to uh, restore the connection with my uh, my village has to you. I see. Well, Thelthu, there is definitely more to say, as there is much coming in the future that will need discussed as well. But on that front, I can say, I have a question for you. I would like you to explain, because your tribe is devoted to the stars, of course, not necessarily to your standard, why the stars of all the pieces of time and space to connect to me. Why the stars? Well, it is at least my understanding. It is your divine creations and that they are always the most visible and predictable and that things can be gleaned from that and mapped out and learned from the future, the, well, the future mainly, and perhaps other things. Is that not correct? Well... That depends on your level of devotion. Of course, yours is palpable. I, can f- I could feel your devotion, your belief, before you walked in this door. Your tribe has lost that sense of devotion. They've become caught up in the motions. If they wanted answers of their fate, they should turn to the goddesses of fate. That is what they are for. They accept many tools. I don't doubt that the stars could still be worked into rituals if they continued to worship of a different set of gods. But if this is truly the reason that you chose me, then before I bestow my power on everyone, then I need to know that I was chosen for a reason. Does that make sense? It, it does. And well, I cannot speak on behalf of the tribe as I've spent some time away, but it's not all. The traditions are there, I suppose, and always will be, but... Can I make a quick... I don't know. Does this voice sound familiar to the one that I heard when it said fix it? Yes. Okay. While I may not be steeped in the remembrance of our traditions and how everything... How our devotion started towards you, I know it's... Mine, as you said, is truthful, and I know I'm not the only one back home. You mean power everyone that connection that has been removed but then why have you removed it in the first place if you have blessed me and such and know that i'm faithful but why punish the others for a for the ritual not being done the correct time it was not about the ritual being done at the incorrect time the ritual is flawed this tradition while it has permeated as In your case, I am not the ruler over life and death. As I said, there are other rituals that can be performed to choose a leader, to bless them with greater power of the stars, for them to prove their devotion in a way. But leaders aren't made from death and rebirth. That was, I guess, the point of bringing you back in the first place. I returned you to life, Thelthu, because... You showed devotion unlike any other, and a kindness towards those that even had ill intentions for you, who would rather step on you to make their way up to the top 
then see you succeed. And if it's all for me, then, well, these gifts and blessings, do you even then want the prayers of the others? If they can rise to your standard, then as I, if not, as I said, there are other options for them. I'd hate for them to think that their blessed stars have abandoned them, but not everyone can carry the gifts of the more pious. Then by asking me to fix it, or what was the point of asking that if things aren't, it doesn't seem that things are broken, it's just that they've strayed or not cared. Is that, is that what you mean that needs to be fixed? Well, that decision I leave up to you, what rituals need to be kept and which don't. You are their leader now, after all. I was more focused on matters that you've stumbled upon, but not fully explored. As you've seen, there's some unrest among the natural forces of the world. You've dealt with a piece of it. In front of you stands a choice, Thelthu. The gods are gearing up to go to war again. Your devotion will be needed more than ever, as many will try to sway you one way or another with stories. Again, it is your choice of how much you get involved, but a choice will need to be made. I hope that you make the right one. As do I. Well, I can only thank you for this information and conversation. Of course. You're welcome to reach out any time if you have more questions. Nod his head, and it will be up to me to get the others to, well, decide if the others are to follow in your light or some other path. All right, then. Is, is there anything else? Not for now. If you need to know anything else, I'll send a sign. And with that, as Horikash's form fades away into stardust, as you've seen many fade in front of you before. I believe that's where we're going to end it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you listened to, please be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as Chronicles of Kriath Pod, all one word and lowercase. And if you don't like listening on regular podcast platforms, we have our YouTube channel, Chronicles of Kriath Podcast. And if you want even more content, we now have our Patreon, which will be linked in our description below. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.